chapter twelve of monsieur lecoq part two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva monsieur lecoq by emile gaborio part two chapter twelve no never in my whole life have i met a woman who can compare with this marianne what grace and what dignity ah her beauty is divine so martial was thinking while returning to sermeuse after his proposals to m lacheneur at the risk of losing his way he took the shortest course which led across the fields and over ditches which he leaped with the aid of his gun he found a pleasure entirely novel and very delightful in picturing marianne as he had just seen her blushing and paling about to swoon then lifting her head haughtily in her pride and disdain who would have suspected that such indomitable energy and such an impassioned soul was hidden beneath such girlish artlessness and apparent coldness what an adorable expression illumined her face what passion shone in those great black eyes when she looked at that little fool d'escorval what would not one give to be regarded thus even for a moment how could the boy help being crazy about her he himself loved her without being as yet willing to confess it what other name could be given to this passion which had overpowered reason and to the furious desires which agitated him ah he exclaimed she shall be mine yes she shall be mine i will have her consequently he began to study the strategic side of the undertaking which this resolution involved with the sagacity of one who had not been without an extended experience in such matters his debut he was forced to admit had been neither fortunate nor adroit conveyed compliments and money had both been rejected if marianne had heard his covert insinuations with evident horror m lacheneur had received with even more than coldness his advances and his offers of actual wealth moreover he remembered chanlouineau's terrible eyes how he measured me that magnificent rustic he growled at a sign from marianne he would have crushed me like an eggshell without a thought of my ancestors ah does he also love her there will be three rivals in that case but the more difficult and even perilous the undertaking seemed the more his passions were inflamed my failures can be repaired he thought occasions of meeting shall not be wanting will it not be necessary to hold frequent interviews with m lacheneur in effecting a formal transfer of sermeuse i will win him over to my side with the daughter my course is plain profiting by my unfortunate experience i will in the future be as timid as i have been bold and she will be hard to please if she is not flattered by this triumph of her beauty d'escorval remains to be disposed of but this was the point upon which martial was most exercised he had it is true seen this rival rudely dismissed by m lacheneur and yet the anger of the latter had seemed to him too great to be absolutely real he suspected a comedy but for whose benefit for his or for chanlouineau's and yet what could possibly be the motive 
and yet he reflected my hands are tied and i cannot call this little d'escorval to account for his insolence to swallow such an affront in silence is hard still he is brave there is no denying that perhaps i can find some other way to provoke his anger but even then what could i do if i harmed a hair on his head marianne would never forgive me ah i would give a handsome sum in exchange for some little device to send him out of the country revolving in his mind these plans whose frightful consequences he could neither calculate nor foresee martial was walking up the avenue leading to the chateau when he heard hurried footsteps behind him he turned and seeing two men running after him and motioning to him to stop he paused it was chupin accompanied by one of his sons this old rascal had been enrolled among the servants charged with preparing sermeuse for the reception of the duke and he had already discovered the secret of making himself useful to his master which was by seeming to be indispensable ah oh, monsieur he cried we've been searching for you everywhere my son and i it was monsieur le duc very well said martial dryly i am returning but chupin was not sensitive and although he had not been very favorably received he ventured to follow the marquis at a little distance but sufficiently near to make himself heard he also had his schemes for it was not long before he began a long recital of the calumnies which had been spread about the neighborhood in regard to the lacheneur affair why did he choose this subject in preference to any other did he suspect the young marquis's passion for marianne according to this report lacheneur he no longer said monsieur was unquestionably a rascal the complete surrender of sermeuse was only a farce as he must possess thousands and hundreds of thousands of francs since he was about to marry his daughter if the scoundrel had felt only suspicions they were changed into certainty by the eagerness with which martial demanded how is mademoiselle lacheneur to be married yes monsieur and to whom to chanlouineau the fellow whom the peasants wished to kill yesterday upon the square because he was disrespectful to the duke he is an avaricious man and if marianne does not bring him a good round sum as a dowry he will never marry her no matter how beautiful she may be are you sure of what you say it is true my eldest son heard from chanlouineau and from lacheneur that the wedding would take place within a month and turning to his son is it not true boy yes promptly replied the youth who had heard nothing of the kind martial was silent ashamed perhaps of allowing himself to listen to the gossip but glad to have been informed of such an important circumstance if chupin was not telling a falsehood and what reason could he have for doing so it became evident that m lacheneur's conduct concealed some great mystery why without some potent motive should he have refused to give his daughter to maurice d'escorval whom she loved to bestow her upon a peasant as he reached sermeuse he was swearing that he would discover this motive a strange scene awaited him in the broad open space extending from the front of the chateau to the parterre lay a huge pile of all kinds of clothing linen plate and furniture one might have supposed that the occupants of the chateau were moving 
a half-dozen men were running to and fro and standing in the centre of the rubbish was the duc de sairmeuse giving orders martial did not understand the whole meaning of the scene at first he went to his father and after saluting him respectfully inquired what is all this Monsieur de sairmeuse laughed heartily what can you not guess he replied it is very simple however when the lawful master on his return sleeps beneath the bed coverings of the usurper it is delightful the first night not so pleasant the second everything here reminds me too forcibly of Monsieur lacheneur it seems to me that i am in his house and the thought is unendurable so i have had them collect everything belonging to him and to his daughter everything in fact which did not belong to the chateau in former years the servants will put it all into a cart and carry it to him the young marquis gave fervent thanks to heaven that he had arrived before it was too late had his father's project been executed he would have been obliged to bid farewell to all his hopes you surely will not do this monsieur le duc said he earnestly and why pray who will prevent me from doing it no one most assuredly but you will decide on reflection that a man who has not conducted himself too badly has a right to some consideration the duke seemed greatly astonished consideration he exclaimed this rascal has a right to some consideration well this is one of the poorest of jokes what i give him that is to say you give him a hundred thousand francs and that will not content him he is entitled to consideration you who are after the daughter may give it to him if you like but i shall do as i like very well but monsieur i would think twice if i were in your place lacheneur has surrendered sermeuse that is all very well but how can you authenticate your claim to the property what would you do if in case you imprudently irritated him he should change his mind what would become of your right to the estate m sairmeuse actually turned green zounds he exclaimed i had not thought of that here you fellows take all these things back again and that quickly and as they were obeying his order now he remarked let us hasten to coutomieu they have already sent for us twice it must be business of the utmost importance which demands our attention end of chapter twelve recording by tony oliva albuquerque